Did your heart just beat? Okay, then praise God. Join us in prayer and fellowship in the name of Jesus. We would love to pray with you and for you in faith. God is an amazing God. His word lasts forever, and I believe you will be blessed as we all fellowship in the name of Jesus Christ. Hey, everybody. Um, I just wanted to uh, give a word. Um, I, I wanted us to talk about not getting involved, getting involved with stuff that doesn't matter. It's all a trap. It's a trap of Satan. Um, as believers, we know we know the mission to keep being the light of the world, being the salt. Um, uh, God is calling us to share the gospel. Give our testimony. Show love for those who are in need. Give the word. Teach edify each other um but we also have to make sure to stay growing in our faith by by reading and praying and and for revelation of the scriptures sitting idle um doesn't work because we feel like uh we may have read the bible before or we may we we may have read this chapter of the scripture before so we we may sit idle but that's all a plan of satan You, you know what i'm saying and so one thing that I want us to understand is that when we get involved with meaningless things, uh, meaningless discussions about God, uh, Jesus, or if Jesus was the son of God, or was he really crucified, those things take us out. That It's just a time waster. Um, that, might not look, that might look like we're defending our faith, but it's just a plot from Satan to stop us from advancing the kingdom of God. I mean, really think about that. We're really sitting here. We know who God is. So we're trying to give the word to somebody who doesn't want to know God, who doesn't believe in God, has no desires at all to want to understand scripture, understand biblical theology, teachings, the word itself. So, they're stuck in their ways. We're stuck in our ways, meaning we, we know Christ, we know Jesus, we know salvation. That will never, that will never, they don't have a desire to, under, to want God or to have the Holy Spirit. So that will never work. So what that is, is that's just a plot of us to waste our time talking with them instead of somebody being saved, somebody praying for some spirits to be driven out of somebody. And so, I mean, I want us to really think about that. We must stay ready in showing ourselves approved. Like the scripture says, study to show thyself approved, to give the word the way that Jesus gave the word, simple and to the point. I mean, really think about how Jesus gave the word to people. He gave understanding. He gave parables. Um, And so I want us to really look at that. We have to be not necessarily simple-minded, but we have to give the word simply and give it straight to the point. And then we can go into the details if, if somebody doesn't understand that. But I want us to look at look at Ananias in Acts chapter 9 and uh, verse 10. Uh, if, if you read that, um, that's when Saul was on his way to Damascus and he seen Jesus and he was blinded. And God had instructed Ananias to go to, well, he was already in Damascus. God had instructed Ananias to go and lay hands on, on, on Saul. So but what happened? Saul was a, a person of the word. He knew Christ. He knew he didn't know Christ physically, but he knew the scriptures. He knew about Jesus. He knew about the Holy Spirit. He was one with God. He was a student of God's word. 
So God used him to lay hands on Saul in Damascus because Ananias was shown to have favor and understanding of what God was looking for in his children. And that's obedience. Ananias was obedient to God's word. But when we get involved with things that have no advancement of the word of God or edifying believers, then we are taking on the spirit of self-righteousness. And what I say is that when we take that on, we're just, we're, we're feeling like, okay, well, this ain't going to do nothing. Well, I want to do nothing because the word of God is alive. It works. It moves. It, it does things. So when we don't give the word, we, we basically are not become we're not being obedient to the Lord. Um, we must obey and examine the spirits. I mean, I, I want us to think about that. We must obey to examine the spirits. That means we must examine what's out there. We, we know that there's Satan who's, who's very real. We know the demons are, who are very real. We can't see them. That's in a supernatural. That's in a spiritual realm. But we know they're out there. So we must examine stuff. Because if we don't examine the stuff, we'll fall right into the trap of Satan. And that might be temptation. That might be um, greed, jealous, lying, sexual immorality. I mean, anything. But we can't be afraid to cast out demons or fight with prayer. We know that we know that fear is not of God. If we truly are living according to God's word and we want to get in heaven, our hearts have to be aligned with God. Our hearts have to be one with the Holy Spirit. It is a mighty attack going on against Christians. I mean, we see it in the news. We see it in the world every single day. I was shocked. I mean, I want to think about this. I was shocked that not because I'm a believer of Christ that our kids was in school on Good Friday. Our kids had school on Good Friday. And so I'm thinking about that. I know it's not a national holiday, but it definitely should be because the reason why I say that is because, I mean, we look at the values of the United States. We look at the values of the world, or I'm sorry, of the world of, of North America, United States of America, and God we trust. Our values is based off of Christian values. Okay, but we, our kids are in school on Good Friday. Why? Because we don't want to offend anyone or other religions. So let's not make it a national holiday so the kids can be in school so the kids of other religions don't feel discriminated against. But on our money, in God we trust. The America was based off of founding fathers, quote, air quotes, is based off of biblical values. Biblical values, but our kids is in school on Good Friday so that we don't offend other people or other religions outside of Christianity. Okay. Okay. But, but I mean, that's fine. But like, just like what Joshua said in uh, chapter 24, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. And by the way, I love how Joshua sternly proclaimed that. But getting back to the point I was making, um, let's not get involved with stuff that does not matter. Okay. Not saying that we have to uh, not like anything, not like hobbies or, or not like stuff like that. But I am more talking about letting our faith truly lead the way we live our life daily. Sometimes we may need that spiritual rebuke. 
that gives us that gut punch to make us realize that, you know, I'm doing something solely for my gain and not for the glory of God's kingdom, but to make me look good or to make me because I'm very knowledgeable of the scripture. I want us to look at Zechariah chapter 7, verses 11 through 13. I want, I want you guys to, to, to read that. Well, actually, you know what? I'll read it right now. Zechariah chapter 11, verses 11 through 13. And it says, But they refused to pay attention, stubbornly turned their backs and covered their ears. They made their hearts hard as flint and would not listen to the law or to the words of the Almighty God. Of the Lord Almighty, I'm sorry, has sent his spirit through the earlier prophets, so the Lord Almighty was very angry. When I called, they did not listen. So when I called, so when they called, I would not listen, says the Lord Almighty. Right there. If we're not doing God's work, if, we, if we're not out here doing what God's telling us to do, it's like we got our fingers in our ears. We can't hear him. But then we're going to expect that he's going to work for us. Listen, we can bring wrath on ourselves by hardening our hearts towards God. Sin nowadays seems so natural. So natural, so naturally accepted. Um, I mean, we're just letting demonic, we're just letting this demonic world and false doctrine take over because we are not rebuking we're not talking with god in the way that we should we are falling away and we are falling for anything that has god in it because we don't know or have the time set out to talk with god or read his word for understanding so what i'm saying is that we'll, we'll just fall for anything um as believers but we have to be we have to have submission to god's word and live the life God intended us to live. I know it's hard. I know that we are living in the last days. And we, we see so much death being glorified because it's not cool to follow the Bible or follow Jesus because the Bible can contradict itself. If we read four contradictions, we'll see contradictions. I mean, if you read anything, you'll see something contradicting itself. Or this doesn't line up with this. This is God's word. It is as it is. It reads as it reads. People are saying, once saved, always saved. And me personally, I believe that's scary. I don't believe once saved, always saved. Yes, you had the Holy Spirit. Yes, you had a revelation. But Satan works. Satan attacks Christians. Why? To kill, steal, and destroy. So like I said, that's a scary thought that can only be put into our minds by Satan, that once saved, always saved. Because once we start sinning and living the life of of world a worldly life even though we're saved how much more of a wrath is that from god because he said you know you knew better you know the word so how much more will the wrath be put on us because we know what not to do but we did it anyway so that that's why my i'm not saying this is scriptural or anything like that but my belief is it, it's not once saved always saved because once saved always saved I mean, sin is, murdering somebody is sin. So if I go out and cold-bloodedly murder somebody and don't repent of it, I don't know if once saved, always saved can work. But Satan will put that in our mind. Demonic attacks will put, the evil forces will put that in our mind. We are resurrected daily, though. When God wakes us up from our sleep every morning or every evening, depending on your schedule, 
that's for us to have another chance to glorify God. We got to watch out with uh, that once saved, always saved stuff. I mean, I, like I said, it, I, me personally, I don't believe it. I, I truly don't. But since we're in Zechariah, let's, let's go to Zechariah chapter 8, 16, and 17. Uh, Zechariah chapter 8, 16, and 17. It says, These are the things you are to do. Speak the truth. Teach each other. Render and render true and sound judgment in your courts. Do not plot evil against each other and do not love to swear falsely. I hate all this, declares the Lord. I mean, right there. If we, if we look at stuff, God, God said he would bless his people, but we got a job to do. And one of the jobs is looking at, like I said, Zechariah chapter 8, 16 and 17. That's just a small list of some stuff that we must do to live according to what God says in his word. So to wrap it up, um, please, let's not get involved. Let's not get involved with things that don't matter and waste our time from us touching someone for possibly them being written in a book of life, giving the gospel, teaching, preaching, giving understanding, breaking down scripture, having Bible studies, saving somebody. When we get involved in, in Muslim, Islam versus Christianity discussions, that's just that's just Satan's plot. I mean, really, it, it really is. It, it truly is. But when we live a life that pleases God, we'll recognize in the spirit the works of the devil, the works of this coming against us, forces or attacks that's coming against. We'll be able to discern in the spirit these things. I mean, it, it's it's tough at first, but once you start diving with God and have a prayer life, you won't fall for the traps because you'll be cautious of the word. You'll be cautious of scripture. You'll be cautious of, of things that just doesn't seem right or listen to how something is being portrayed or said or or deliver to you because that is the trap I mean we really got to think about it we really got to think about what the trap can be it could be a numerous of things that's coming against us as believers Jesus said they hated me so they will hate you they hated me without cause so they'll hate us without cause I mean the trap could be something that, f that feels good that we do of course it feels good because we are here in Satan's kingdom. And he will have stuff to feel good or become popular or, or to have a lot of wealth, be wealthy, rich, and everything else to keep us from opening the Bible and gaining something that can only come from the Lord God, the Holy Spirit, following Jesus. What is stopping us from right now into fighting Jesus in our hearts? Please, uh, I'm, I'm about to touch the, the fathers and husbands right now. Fathers and husbands, I'm both. Lead your family to salvation. We need to lead our family to salvation. We will be judged off of, did we lead our family to Christ or not? Because we are the head God pointed us to be spiritually. We are to be the leaders of our home. We are supposed to be the pastors of our home. And God is saying, listen, I gave you something small that you couldn't manage. 
or I gave you something small that you managed very well as a father and a husband. That's our, that's that, that, that small family that God gave me, my family of five, that started with, that started our ministry because I was the spiritual leader. I wanted to make sure that my family knew the word of God because God appointed me as the, the pastor of my home. So when we say I'm not a pastor, I'm just a person that, that, that reads my mind. No, you are a pastor. If you have a family, you are the pastor of your home. God pointed you to head, just like the, a pastor is over his sheep. As a father and a husband, we're over our sheep. So yes, you are a pastor. But to disobey God's commands leads to spiritual and eternal death. We have God with us. We have him within us. We have the Holy Spirit within us. Take this opportunity to have people come to Christ and not crumble, even in our own family. We have to make a decision today. We can't put it off any longer. Today can be the day that we say yes or no to live for God and repent. It's literally that simple. We can choose today, as Joshua said, to say yes to God and repent of how we were living or say no to God and continually living the way we currently are living. And that's here in Saints Kingdom being wrapped up in temptations and, and evil works, being spiritually blind, possibly damnation for us and our family. Jesus won't lower his standards. And he shed his blood for our sins. He will come back to rule this world, but we have to let Jesus rule our lives to inherit the kingdom of God. Let's let go of the things that we find comfortable that does not look like God is in those things. Don't let the world fascinate us. The example of Jesus Christ should fascinate us to change our way of thinking and to recognize in the spirit. And yes, Satan will try to put trials and tribulations and temptations in front of us to quit. But I beg you, my brother, my sister, don't quit. Don't quit. That's exactly Satan goes around prowling like a lion looking for somebody to devour. Don't quit. Once we quit, we're devoured. We can only see so far, but God sees our future. And the devil wants to mess up our future so that we can't make it to heaven. But keep fighting and keep pressing in the spirit for that breakthrough. Now listen, I'm going to be real with you. I have burdens that burden me from my family. My, my wife is going through stuff um, health-wise. Children just... It's a lot of burdens, but my burdens are no greater than your burdens. Your burdens are no greater than my burdens. We all are going through something financially, health, mentally, uh, I mean, emotionally. We're all, everybody is going through something. But who is the burden bearer that says nothing is too big for me? The Lord. Try Jesus. Look, look, in stuff, look at stuff a different way. Try Jesus, the burden bearer. Remember, this fight 
we fight is not in vain. It is the right and privilege to be with God, Jesus, and have the Holy Spirit dwell within us. It's not in vain. It's for us to be in eternal paradise without sorrow, without without pain, without weeping. But it starts with us looking at things differently with godly, heavenly, Holy Spirit eyeglasses on. Again, I urge all of us to leave the worldly stuff alone. Not saying that we, like I said, we can't like things. But what I'm saying is that we must keep things second to our relationship with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Make sure we don't get wrapped up up in hobbies or the news or even our children or our spouses. Because we can make idols out of things if we're not careful. And Satan knows that. So please take a look at your particular situation. And start talking with the Lord for discernment to change or to come back to God with repentance or, or, or to, if you have a walk with God, to strengthen that walk with God and the zeal to be a mouthpiece for him and not get caught up with debates about God. That is not that right there is not defending the faith. When we're in debates, God, the word of God says, do not get involved with debating. That's truth. What is it doing? It's taking time away from somebody hearing the gospel and being saved. When we get caught up in debates, we are fighting with somebody who already don't want to have a relationship with Jesus, like I said. And will not see our point. We will not, they will not see the side that we're looking on because they're not checking for Jesus. They're not trying to find the Holy Spirit. I know we want to to uh, set people straight, but we must do it simply by giving the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's how we set people straight, but not from a I'm better than you, but just pull a person to the side. Hey, my brother, my sister in Christ. Listen. Look at Jesus. Give them a Bible. Read a Bible. Get a version that, that's easy for, I say it all the time, get a version that's easy for us to understand. So I have, a, I have, we have many versions. We got a New Believers Bible. We got a Study Bible, NIV, NLT, New King James, New International Version, uh, King James Version, New King James Version. ESV, I mean, we have so many versions and, and I like to, to, to jump back and forth or look between the scriptures because God, he'll move through the scriptures because the word of God is alive. But when we set people straight on Christ, that's what we are to do. Look at the disciples. That's one thing that we are to do. We are to give the word. And if they don't want it, just like what the disciples did and Jesus did. We wipe the dust of our sandals and keep it going. We go to the next person. But please take a look at what's going on around us. There's spiritual attack everywhere. There's a spiritual warfare everywhere around us. We can't see it. So just imagine 
if we can turn on spiritual goggles and see the unseen world. I think it will scare the bejesus out of us. It will scare us so bad. That's probably a reason why we are not able to see in the spiritual world. Because we wouldn't be able to handle it. Handle it. But God is saying, strengthen in my word and I will reveal it to you. Get strong in my word. Edify each other. Iron sharpens iron. And I'll reveal the spiritual world to you so that you can fight these attacks. So again, don't get involved with the stuff because it's a trap. Don't get involved with the things that's frivolous. I hope that this word, this message um, touches somebody. I prayed in the spirit before I gave it, and I, I just hope that it truly touches someone. Please pray for me, and I'm going to continue to pray for my brothers and sisters in Christ as well. My family, your family, I'm praying for everybody. Please pray for me and strengthen me to stay on the path to keep giving the gospel, to keep fighting the word of God, keep fighting with the word of God, and keep attacking Satan, to keep pushing back on him. I appreciate it, and I will uh, talk to you guys next time. God bless you.